Yes, a very good morning, everyone. It is Friday, September 23, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, the public holiday yesterday. Uh, to mourn the Queen's death, of course, and uh, we're ready now ahead of just the biggest weekend, one of the great weekends of the year in sport, isn't it? NRL preliminary final weekend, AFL grand final weekend with the Swans there. Uh, those people travelling to Melbourne, Hopefully all the flights are okay. Yesterday it was mayhem at the airport. Hopefully okay today for all the Swans fans heading south. Golden Rose Day tomorrow. Moyer Stakes tonight at Mooney Valley as well, which uh, is significant considering you've got half the slots for the Everest still to be filled. So the Moyer uh, tonight will certainly have slot holders watching closely. Loza, good morning to you, mate. As good as it gets. Para fans, how are they feeling? Here's their chance 13 years since they made the grand final and they're in Townsville ready for a prelim tonight. Yeah, morning boys, morning everybody. Uh, they'll get a, won't get a better opportunity, the, the Eels. Um, you know, they're coming into this game with plenty of good form behind them. Uh, the Cowboys have got a lot in their favour, but they've had that week off. They've been rested, um, but they've got to travel up there and do it the tough way. But if they play their best football, Parramatta, I believe they can win. Uh, the Cowboys have been understated all season. Many people thought they'd finish in the bottom four rather than the top four of the competition, so they've overachieved already. Look, I've changed my mind many a times about this game tonight. I think the other one is a little bit more clear-cut. You'd find it difficult to see um, you know, many people going and selecting the upset in Penrith and the Rabbitohs game. I think most people think that Penrith will win that game. They're not riding off the Rabbitohs, but they do believe that Penrith can win. But the other game is a bit more 50-50. And as I said, I've chopped and changed all week. Uh, I've settled on a, on a who I think will win, um, but it'll be a tremendous game. And whatever team does win, are thoroughly deserved uh, to be in a grand final because they've been consistent with their football this season. Morning to you, pup. How was the day off? Morning, boys. Yeah, pretty relaxing, actually. I didn't do much at all, which was nice. But, yeah, going to be a, a great game tonight. I think the hard thing with uh, with Parra is what team's going to turn up. I think if they play their best, best footy, they win by 20 in any conditions. But, uh, mate, you just don't know what team's going to turn up. Again, I think Brad Arthur the last few days has done a stack of media and uh, been under the pump and spoke so well. I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way he's been handling, um, I guess, the the criticism over the past month or two months. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I, I think Para, I, I just think they're going to be... I think they're going to be pumped. I think their big players, the senior players, are going to handle this pressure you know, like they did last week against the Raiders. A couple of big stories in the last couple of days in both coats, uh, the AFL and the NRL. But uh, Loz, uh, just I think it was on Wednesday, actually, after we were off air, the news that Joseph Swali'i has chosen Samoa for family reasons. So uh, Rang Malmeninga, the Australian coach, to tell him that uh, he's going to play for Samoa at the World Cup. He says one day he hopes to play for Australia. Now, Payne Haas also considered playing for Samoa, according to reports, but he's pulled out altogether. And uh, he's at, at least committed to staying at the Broncos, Payne Haas, after there was some speculation whether he'd want out again after he asked for a release mid-season. But as far as eligibility is concerned, I mean, what is going on here? Uh, I mean, how did this? How did you react to this when you found out about Joseph Swali'i? Oh, look, I'm for 
everyone playing for who they want to represent. And if they feel passionate about representing Samoa, Tonga, Fiji or whoever it is, um, I, I think it's a brave decision for them. You want players that want to pull on the Australian shirt and you want players to be there um, all the time. And Joe, obviously, with family from Samoa, um, he was torn between playing for Australia or going and representing um, his family heritage, and he's decided to do that. I know that Mal had been speaking to Joseph for a period of time about his eligibility. He'd been speaking to Trent Robinson about how he'd fit in if he was to go away on a tour and, and what we could expect from uh, Joseph. Um, so I think Mal was a little bit disappointed in terms of thinking that Joseph was going to commit to the Kangaroos rather than Samoa. But I think Mal, like all of us, if that's what you want to do then and that's where your heart is, that's who you're going to go and play for. So there's no worries there. Um, but in terms of eligibility, I think I've said on this program before, we certainly need to look at it. We've got to look at the way we look. Uh, select origin teams as well Um, and I think this will come to the fore early next year because I don't think we get to the stage where you know a couple of weeks out from a World Cup you have players that are still identifying um, or not identifying what countries they want to play for because they're eligible to play for two or three different countries so it's hard when you're picking a side if people are arming and arming about what they want to do and you select them in one side and then they ring and say, well, no, hang on, I want to go and play for another country. So it's, it's a little bit difficult in that respect. The conspiracy theory has been that Joseph Swali, he wanted to play for Samoa so he can show his wares at fullback in particular. Now, the Samoan coach, Matt Parrish, I note he has uh, said that he's never spoken to him about what position he's going to play, but uh, that is a theory that some have had. Uh, yeah, well, Matt's a mate of mine, and I'll take Matt on his word. I haven't spoken to Matt um, for a couple of weeks, but I, I would assume, and I'd believe Matt, that he wouldn't have spoken to him about what position to be playing. He'd be just trying to get him to be a part of his squad. Um, and that's a big get for the Samoan team. When you look at the Samoan team on paper, uh, it's very good. Oh, it looks great. It's very good. <laughs> and, you know, not only uh, would have Matt been ringing Joseph, other players that have committed to Samoa would have been ringing him as well. So he was torn, um, but good on him. I mean, at the end of the day, if that's who he wants to represent, um, it, it'll make it uh, make it for a, a good tournament, World Cup. You know, most World Cups in rugby league, you just assume Australia are going to win and they're going to play either England or New Zealand in a final. That may not be the case this year. New, Australia will have to work really hard uh, to qualify for the, for the final and... Who knows who, who they'll be playing if they if they reach the final. But there's a possibility that the favourites, Australia, could get knocked out along the way. Now, in the AFL, uh, grand final week has been tarnished by this disturbing story coming out of Hawthorne. We've got Shane Crawford, of course, Brownlow medalist, Hawthorne Premiership player, on after 8 o'clock this morning. And now it's been revealed by ABC journalist Russell Jackson that an ex- external review that was commissioned by the club into how First Nations players were treated. Well, it's ended up resulting in Alastair Clarkson, of course, four-time premiership coach there at Hawthorne, who's just signed a five-year deal to coach North Melbourne. It's resulted in him and also Chris Fagan, the Brisbane Lions coach, who was assistant to Clarkson at North Melbourne. They've both stood down pending now an independent investigation ordered by the AFL, 
Now, both Clarkson and Fagan have strongly refuted the allegations that have come out in this story uh, from Russell Jackson. Now, I'm just going to read to you direct quotes from one of the Hawthorne players. They were given pseudonyms, so they weren't given, uh, their real names weren't given in the article. But this is an indication, this is the direct quote of what one of the Indigenous Hawthorne players or ex-players has said they were subjected to at Hawthorne. Um, Clarkson just leaned over me and demanded that I needed to get rid of my unborn child and my partner. I was then manipulated and convinced to remove my SIM card from my phone so there was no further contact between my family and me. They told me I'd be living with one of the other coaches from that night onwards. He told me to kill my unborn kid. That's the end of that direct... That's a direct quote from the article from ABC journalist Russell Jackson. Now, of course, with the independent investigation, now Clarkson and Fagan get to tell their side of the story and that it's going to be obviously oh so important loss because if any of these allegations are proven at all in the investigation you can't see them having any involvement in football again and nor should they it's very confronting it's yeah, very and, disturbing and the other side middo as well if they're proven not to be true then someone's getting sued here for exactly. defamation exactly oh, no, you're spot on there I mean, you know, the grounds like, for defamation are oh, huge, if not true. That, this is It's horrible. Mm. Absolutely horrible. Sorry, Loz, to interrupt, No, no, no you're right. But, and as I was, you know, as Clarkie mentioned, like, there's two sides to the story as well, so you've mm. got to give them due process and yep. listen uh, to their side of the story. But what a it's very, oh. very confronting when you hear Mate. what is allegedly, allegedly happened because you can only imagine the trauma that those players went through. So... I, I just can't believe that that would happen. But then again, why would people make these type of accusations? Yeah. Oh, so, and but I, I'm all for due process, and I'm all for both sides uh, being able to to you know give their side of the story, story so to speak, and and see what happened and where this leads to. I don't know. I know they're calling for a independent review of all AFL clubs and their treatment towards Indigenous players. Um, but, yeah, it was very disturbing when I read it uh, on Wednesday. Um, but Chris Fagan and um, Alistair Clarkson are two very uh, fine coaches with impeccable records and they'd have a lot of people that would support them as well. So, look, I don't know where it goes to from here, but they're putting a panel together to... Um, try and get to the bottom of it and see what has actually occurred. Uh, this won't go away. This will be a big story. It's a massive oh. story in AFL Grand Final Week, and it's only going to get be- bigger uh, once the Grand Final is over. Yeah, I just couldn't believe what I was reading there the oh. other day. Unbelievable, but uh, yeah, and that could drag on for months as well. So the ramifications, particularly for North Melbourne and, and the Brisbane Lions, could be significant. But uh, they're going to get to the bottom of what happened there at Hawthorne in particular. Uh, now, just some results last night. The Socceroos beat New Zealand 1-0 at Suncorp Stadium in that friendly. And uh, Arwa Mobile scored a first-half goal. It's a cracking goal as well, but uh, we'll speak to Mossy later this morning and get his rundown on what occurred there last night at Suncorp. They go and play at Eden Park on Sunday in the return friendly. Uh, Now, the Opals, Lauren Jackson, 
made a return there to competitive basketball, but uh, the Opals just run down there in the second half. In fact, uh, well, they trailed by five heading into the final quarter and ended up losing 70-57 to to France in their World Cup opener. The lead changed seven times in the first half, so it was uh, the second half where it went wrong for them. Uh, Lauren Jackson only played the 10 minutes and scored three points. So uh, Sandy Brondello, certainly the coach there, erring on the side of caution with her 41-year-old Lauren Jackson. Uh, now the President's Cup's on, the golf. And it's been, uh, well, I'll just update this leaderboard, but it wasn't a, a great start from the international team in the opening day foursome. So that's an alternate shot. In fact, uh, they're trailing in all five matches at the moment. Adam Scott is with Hideki Matsuyama. And they are, well, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley are five up through 12 holes in that match. And Cam Davis, great to see him playing with Siwoo Kim and uh, Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, their opponents. Scheffler and Burns, two up through 10. But uh, trailing in all five foursomes matches this morning at the international team against the US at Quail Hollow in Charlotte is the President's Cup. We've got the Bledders low on tomorrow as well. Dave Rennie's made just the two changes to the starting 15. Plenty of para up front and back page of the telly today ahead of the match against the Cowboys tonight. Why I grew up hating RCG. Powlaw's junior battle with Eels teammate Regan Campbell-Gillard. A story from Dean Bulldog Richie in the paper today. So that's the front page. They were great rivals. Uh, through, well, they were the same age, I think 29. So they came through the juniors playing against each other a lot. Junior Powell and Regan Campbell Gillard, and they will be setting the tone and need to for the Eels tonight. And on the back page of the telly, Comeback Cardi has energy to burn. Hot and run mission is the headline there. So, uh, late change to the Eels side. Tom Apachic ruled out through injury. So, Bailey Simonson's been named in the centres. Bryce Cartwright comes onto the bench. Perhaps Wonga Blake might move into the centres there as well. Lost. I'd say if they go that way with Bailey. Um, he'd, he'd play on the wing and mm. he'd go into the centres, um, Wonga Blake. But whichever way they go, it'll all be about the middle. It'll all be about how Parramatta start and hold on to the football, but also play their football, their brand of football. Um, their big boys are going to be feeling tired at some point in time, but you feel more fatigued when you have to defend. When you've got the ball, you don't feel as tired you feel like you've got all the energy. But when you start to defend, and if you're defending back-to-back sets of six, and it's humid, look out. You become tired very quickly. Uh, Also on the back page of the Tilly, Kikau's love for family. So uh, he's getting ready to play his final game for the Panthers before he heads to the Dogs, of course. They'll be hoping that'll be next week and not tomorrow night against the Bunnies. Uh, Also back page of the uh, Sydney Morning Herald on that game tomorrow night, Cleary denies claims his block panders reforming is the headline there. So uh, once again, the issue of illegal blocking to protect Nathan Cleary while kicking has come up. Uh, And Ivan Cleary said yesterday, it sounds like Groundhog Day, noting that uh, Souths had complaints last year when Wayne Bennett was coach. Every club does this. Oh, there's no Every doubt. Try to put as this. much pressure on the referee <laughs> as they possibly can. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Ashley Klein referees it because to the letter of the law, they do block. They You can hold your position, but once you move from that position and interfere, it's a bit like escorting when a kick goes mm. up. Which every club attacking, which They all do it. Mm. You can penalise... Every kick, basically, attacking kick, I reckon, yep. because someone changes their line. 
Now, last year, Penrith did do it, and this year they have been doing it. So what, are they going to just crack down on it on Saturday night? In a pre-league. Or are they going to let it go? Ashley might. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Ashley does a lot of things that you're never surprised with. So, look, I, I don't know what they do. But when you look at it closely, they do it. So, South either do it themselves if they're not going to penalise. Or that what will happen is that as soon as one of the Penrith players leaves their line or moves, one of the South Sydney players will run into him and call for a penalty. You can just see it happening now. Yeah. And then you'll probably see oh, Klein yeah. penalise it. And then what do you do? You open it up then for the rest of the game. So I, I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest with you. We'll see how it plays out. But I'll guarantee you, a South player will run in oh. to a Penrith player. Dollar one. Dollar one. Yeah, and how the referee reacts with that. It'll happen early. Yeah. Um, skills to pay the bills. Also back paid to the Herald at the start of the season. Uh, many questioning the wisdom of Jason Tamalolo's 10-year, $10 million Cowboys deal. We spoke about it earlier this week. He's... Uh, this is something that hasn't been spoken about pretty much since the start of the season when it appeared that uh, Peyton and Tamalolo were on different pages and now look at it. His best performance was in semi-final against the Sharks. He was outstanding. Uh, got stronger as the game went on and they'll need a bit, another big game from Tamalolo uh, against Parramatta. That's the thing I found with a big man like Jason. The longer the game goes, the better that he gets. And I know that Todd wanted to prolong his career and was only limiting his minutes last year, but his minutes have gone up this season, and so is his performance. Because I think he's one of those players. He once he gets his second win, wind, he's ready to go and can last a lot longer than most others. You know, you see forwards hit the wall, but with Jason, he just gets stronger and stronger. He's got that footwork and speed, and you know, coming at a tiring defender. And if they've gone sideways off their line and they're not square and he cuts back with his step and he gets an arm tackle, he can break that tackle so easily. Uh, the Swans everywhere in the papers today. Front page of the Herald, Swans up, up and away as they'll farewell by fans as they headed to Melbourne yesterday to play Geelong, of course, tomorrow. Back page of the telly, Swans spring a surprise uh, back page of the Herald Swans to take chance on Reed in grand final. Back page of the Australian Reed firms to play as McDonald drops. So the team news uh, with the AFL GF. Uh, Logan McDonald, the young forward, dropped. So Hayden McLean, he comes in and he hasn't played in the seniors since round eight. Sam Reed has been named on the half forward line, as has uh, Cats gun Max Holmes as well. He's been their injury concern, battling a hamstring issue. And Paul Kelly. Or Cameron Ling will present the Premiership Cup to the winning side. Let's hope it's the great Paul Kelly Lots, who uh, I last saw having a bit of a boogie with you that the William Farrer, uh, the night of the Wagga Cup. Yeah, great man, Kel. He's uh, been a wonderful um, leader for the Swans, wasn't he? He was a wonderful leader, just so tough and hard. And it'd be great to see uh, Kel present that cup. And the Sydney Swans, they've got a tough game, though, taking on Geelong. They've been the standout all season. They've got a, st- uh, you know, a squad that's... It's very, very um, heavily, heavily um, backed with a lot of experience. You know, you, you look at some of their players compared to what the Swans are going to put out there on 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 Saturday, and they had this group of players together, the core group of players together for a, a period of time. Now, it seems like it's destiny for them because they haven't worried about 
going down the track of a rebuild. They've just sort of just kept topping up their playing list, trying to look for that premiership, looking for Chris Scott's first premiership. And they've got some standout players when you look at it. You know, through the middle was Selwood and uh, Dangerfield, two of the elite and legends of the game. You've got a, a great forward line there in Jeremy Cameron. Uh, and Tommy Hawkins. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a tough ask for Sydney Swans, but let's hope they can get the job done. It'll be a great performance from them if they can go down there to Melbourne in front of 100,000 people at the MCG and win the trophy. Give us a call, 13.53.53. Parafans, how are you feeling? What a chance tonight to go through the big one next week. Uh, deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. I'm talking about Garlow's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlow's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. And here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlow's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworth stores. Remember, we are located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlow's pies by name. Garlow's pies, they're thin on pastry. They're big on meat.